Hey everyone, happy Wednesday and welcome to Murphy Mass. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving break and are so glad that you joined us tonight. In today's gospel, we hear of Jesus calling two sets of brothers, all fishermen, to follow him. We hear the invitation that Jesus gives to Peter and Andrew and James and John to drop what they're doing, leave everything behind, and follow him. This is one heck of an invitation, one that would probably catch the average person off guard. But these brothers followed Jesus's call without hesitation. At once, they left their nets and went with Jesus. To me, this exemplifies the call and response of discipleship, the call that Jesus has for each of us. Now, what exactly is discipleship? This word often gets thrown around in different Christian circles, but what does it actually mean and look like practically in our lives? If I had to explain discipleship to someone, I would say that it is an, an intentional way of life that follows and honors Jesus, often radically and counterculturally, while also bringing al others along on that journey. Discipleship encourages us to choose life with Jesus daily, make life choices that reflect his ways and honor his invitations, and ultimately allows us to grow in deeper relationship with him. Practically, discipleship could look like choosing to spend time with Jesus in prayer, choosing words and actions that honor the dignity of the human person, being a mentor to someone desiring to grow, or saying yes to living out the gifts and passions that God has given us. Living as a disciple of Christ should make others think, what is so different about them? Why do they have so much joy even though they are going through really hard circumstances? Why do they live so intentionally, making choices that honor their body, mind, and spirit? Why do they advocate for the marginalized, uphold the dignity of every human person, and welcome the outcast? Discipleship makes others wonder. During my junior year at John Carroll, I was at a conference where I went to a breakout session for Christian student leaders to learn about discipleship. During the breakout session, the pastor leading the session explained the Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy principle, which I think is so relevant to discipleship in our lives today. The theory behind this is that everyone would have people in their life who exemplify the scripture characters, Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy. Paul was someone who led people and mentored people. He invested time in others to help them grow, flourish, and learn. Who is the Paul in your life? Who are your mentors? Barnabas was someone who partnered with Paul, walking side by side, hand in hand with him through life. Who is the Barnabas in your life? Who are the people who walk side by side, hand in hand with you? Timothy was mentored by Paul, learning and growing with the help of this mentor of his. Who is the Timothy in your life? Who are the people that you mentor? The Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy principle is a guiding theory of how we can both be disciples and help to form disciples for future generations, responding to the call that God has for us to make his kingdom present here on earth, saying yes to God's call of making disciples of all nations, saying yes to following Jesus, just like the fishermen in today's gospel did. 
In this time of Advent, I find myself thinking about arguably the most important yes of discipleship in all of history, Mary's yes to give birth to Jesus. Often referred to her fiat, a word meaning let it be done, Mary's yes was an immediate acceptance of God's will for her life. It was an immediate acceptance to live as a disciple that made all of our lives of discipleship possible. With the examples of both Mary and the fishermen in today's gospel saying yes to Jesus without hesitation, I ask you to take a moment to think about the aspects of your life in which you can more fully say yes to Jesus, which is part of our mission as his disciples. Is there a big life decision that you are discerning? Perhaps you are thinking about next steps after graduation or examining your friendships or relationships or trying to figure out how your gifts and passions can meet the world's needs. How can you say yes to God in those? Is there a way that you're trying to change your lifestyle? Perhaps you want to commit to spending more time in prayer or to being more intentional with your time or choosing ways of life that are more holistically healthy. How can you say yes to God in those? Is there anything that you are questioning, doubting, struggling to understand or trying to surrender? Perhaps you are struggling to understand the injustices plaguing the world or doubting the goodness of God or trying to surrender your uncertainty about the future. How can you say yes to God in those parts of your life? As I'm sure many of you know, Discipleship and saying yes to Jesus is much easier said than done. Discipleship is hard, and it usually involves sacrifice and risk. Discipleship is countercultural and even radical, meaning that people won't always understand the life choices you make or the perspectives you hold as a disciple of Christ. I'll be the first to tell you that discipleship and saying yes to Jesus is hard, but I'll also be the first to tell you that it's worth it because it allows you to live into the fullness of who you are, how you're created to live and serve, and how you can live in deep communion with your creator. Discipleship also doesn't require perfection. Jesus wants us to follow him in our brokenness and messiness, not holding back from sharing our authentic selves with him. Heck, if we waited until we were perfect for our lives or our lives were more put together, we would never fully lean into discipleship. And what a shame that would be. Jesus wants you, just as you are, to lead his people, just as they are. In fact, I'd argue that sharing yourself and choosing to live as a disciple while your life feels messy or while you're still figuring things out is often more effective because you are setting the scene of what it means to live authentically and empathize with those you're walking with. You can be in repair and still be a disciple. Finally, we are meant to be disciples together. We are not meant to do life, especially the life of following Jesus alone. We're called to link arms just as Jesus and his disciples did and grow and learn and walk through life together. Tonight, and as we move through the season of Advent, I encourage you to do just that. Think and pray about who your Paul, Barnabas, and Timothys are. Think and pray about your own personal fiat, your yes to Jesus. Think and pray about the people with whom you can link arms and how you can say yes to Jesus together with readiness and eagerness to follow him as a disciple.